What's going on, everybody? How coming to you live after an instant reaction show or for an instant reaction show right after the uh, Georgia Tech loses to Boston College? I'm your host, Jackson Caldwell, publisher of allyellowjackets.com. Appreciate anybody of you joining me. I know listening to why your team lost and how bad your team played is is never an easy thing to do, but anybody that does, it is it it doesn't go unnoticed, and I do appreciate it. So, um, if you're watching on YouTube, would love a, a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're listening on podcast review, just uh, leave me a review, one star, three star, five stars, just just whatever you think, and just uh, I would appreciate it. Because, like I said, I know it's not easy for anybody to listen to something right after their team loses. So, um, just gonna get just give a little quick recap. Um, you know, I, I usually come during the midweek, but I think doing it like you know when the loss or the sometimes the win. Is fresh in your mind is also a good thing to do. So, um, yeah, look, this one, you know, it was it was it was a game going into the fourth quarter, which I think is kind of hard to believe given the final score and how bad the team played in the fourth quarter. But Tech was up twenty three to seventeen. But I mean, it was just we we we've talked about it pretty much all season. Like, if the defense is really going to be this bad, you know, they. They didn't force as many turnovers as they did against Miami and against Wake Forest. Because remember, Miami put up 450 yards of offense. Um, it wasn't like they couldn't move the ball against Tech. They just got down to the red zone, turned it over, and then, of course, the fumble at the end of the game. Um, Wake Forest, like uh, five or six turnovers, like it feels – that game feels like ages ago at this point. But if, you're, if your defense is not going to stop anybody – you need to be able to force some turnovers and get some red zone stops. And they didn't do that today. Like they, they had Amari Harvey had one interception and, and like, that was it. Um, they, they didn't get any pressure on the quarterback. They like, I was nervous. Like I, I know Georgia tech was favored in this game. I picked them at the beginning of the season to win this game. They, they needed this win to get to a bowl game. And look, I, I won't do too much bowl game talk here. We've done that for the last two weeks because after Bowling Green, I basically admitted that I didn't think they were going to get there and that, you know, that dream was dead. One week later, they beat Miami in one of the more unbelievable fashions that that you're ever going to see. So, look, this team does seem to play well as an underdog, and maybe they have one more in them. They're going to have to do it against either North Carolina, Clemson, or Georgia, as well as beating Virginia and Syracuse. That does not seem likely to me at this point, but it's not impossible. Anything can happen in college football. Like uh, anybody who listens to this podcast watches plenty of football. Like they 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 see it every week that uh, no wins are given. So, but just the way they played today, especially on the defensive side, I mean they give up nearly six hundred yards to Boston College. And look, if they had started Thomas Castellanos in that game against Northern Illinois at the beginning of the year, they probably win that game. But th- this doesn't mean that like this offense is just pretty good. It's it's not elite. It's not that there's not. He's the only really impressive person on that offense. They were down there starting running back today. First of all, they were bringing linemen back from injury. Um, they, you know, they're one of their better receivers, Ryan O'Keefe. He's been injured for for some of this season. So like they they came into this game pretty banged up and looked like. Georgia Tech just couldn't stop them. I mean, just like reading some of these stats, it's just like it's just jarring that an offense that is slightly above average at best that has like failed to to score on some teams. Like you know they they didn't score a lot on Virginia. They didn't score thirty plus on Army last week. Like this is not a a, a high end unit. And 
look, they, they ran the ball 43 times for 308 yards, averaged 7.2 yards a rush, ran for four touchdowns. Castellanos was also 17 to 29, uh, threw for 255 yards. It actually didn't throw for a touchdown, which is kind of unbelievable. But um, throwing the ball, he was just okay today. Like I know he he did hit some some deep passes, but like he um, he was kind of indecisive um, and, and tried to force the ball into coverage a lot. And like I, I think Tech just couldn't take advantage. Like that was just the the thing about it is they, they couldn't get pressure on him. He had way too much time in the pocket a lot, just pretty much all afternoon. Like, you know, it wasn't – you don't have to play contain. You don't have – they didn't – they couldn't get home on any blitzes. Like, it, it was just it was just a very poor defensive effort all around. But, you know, Tech's defense hasn't been very good all year. You could see it in, in the Louisville games and some of these other games. But their offense is made up for a lot of the slack. Like, they scored 30-plus on Louisville – they they did they did things well against Wake Forest hitting some deep passes but today non existent like Haynes this was the worst game of the season for Haynes King like it, I don't even know if it was particularly close like I know he wasn't great against Miami but he at least had the redeeming final drive where, where he got it but I mean fourteen to thirty two two hundred and four yards and look I'm not ta- if, if I'm not taking anything away from what he did on the ground like he was the leading rusher in this game today ran for one hundred and fifty yards had the big seventy one yard touchdown. He was just flat out terrible throwing the football today. Like there's just no like getting around it. Like he, he forced the forced the ball a lot, forced it into coverage. Just just he just looked like he didn't see anything well. Like and he, he looked honestly a little bit like how Tyler Van Dyke looked for Miami last week. Once Boston College took his first read away and and made him think and made him go to his second and his third and he had to get out of the pocket. Like he just was forcing throws and he just looked like he was unsure where to go with the ball and he got rattled. Um, look, he's he's played really well all year, but this is – I was talking about this during the game. Like, this is the third straight game where he's thrown multiple interceptions. I, you know, it was most kind of excused it against Boston College – or not against – Bowling Green, excuse me, and just kind of pushed it aside. Like, it, you know, they were down in the game. He had to force some throws to really get back in it, and it was fine. Like, it was – you know, they had to pick six, but, you know, it was – he hadn't done this all year when we passed it. Does it the very next week against Miami? Just starts forcing a bunch of throws. Was very inefficient, and then did it again today. Like um, one of my takeaways from this game is like he is becoming a turnover problem. Like he he is like he's costing them points, and he is um just preventing the offense from moving the ball down the field. And like the one of the better things was was they were able to run the ball a little bit today. Like they. Um, a good chunk of it was him, but they did get 248 yards rushing, averaged 7.1 yards a carry. But again, outside of that really long run he had, like it was just kind of it was, it was average. Like to be honest, like it was it was a little bit better than what they've had against Bowling Green and Miami. But it was um, it, it was just average. I thought the offensive line was just okay. Like Boston College is not their defense is is not impressive in any fashion. But um, yeah. Just just a really rough afternoon for Haynes King. I, I hope he bounces back because if he doesn't, like the it, it's gonna be tough to win football games. Um, like you 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 look at the games they've won, they've either created a good amount of turnovers in Wake Forest, like South Carolina State was a little bit of an overmatched opponent. And then the Miami game, of course, you know, where he, he did lead him down the field. But he he's gotta play like he did at the beginning of the season, or else this team is just gonna gonna be tough. Um yeah, so, some just so, some of the things that stuck out to me, especially post game, 
Um, and I wish I'd have noticed that, uh, like, I, I wish I'd have noticed this earlier, but on the, the fourth and it was at fourth and inches, fourth and one uh, touchdown run that Castellanos had in the fourth quarter, Tech didn't even have 11 men on the field. Like, uh, like they pulled a Notre Dame, like they, they, they didn't have 11 men on the field and, and look, that, 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 that can't happen in a close game. Um, like I, I, Honestly, I thought Brent Key did a really poor job coaching this game today. Like, I, I think he pretty much admitted as much a, a, after the game. And there, there were a few instances where they they had uh, only 10 men on the field. There was a sequence at the beginning of the fourth quarter as well. Like, George, it's fourth down, and and Tech lines up like they're going to go for it. I think it was like fourth and seven, right? right first few minutes of fourth quarter. And – Brink, he calls a timeout. So you're thinking, okay, well, he's just going to get the right play in. They're going to get down there and, and, and go for it. And it decides to punt the ball. Look, if you're going to punt the ball, just take the five-yard penalty and keep your timeout and punt the ball. Like, don't call a timeout, waste one, and then punt the ball. Like, that, that that's terrible clock management. And, again, it's just he's, he's kind of had those moments here and there. I don't think it's been in uh, as big a moment where people are going to notice it as much. Um, nationally, but like he, he's had some some poor clock management decisions and not having 10 guys on the field, I, I think reflects poorly on him as well. And look, I, I did pick Tech to win this game, but I I talked all week about how I was nervous about it because of more than a few things, like the two main things was the type of quarterback they're playing. He is a very dual threat quarterback. He can run the ball. He can hurt you in a lot of different ways. And two, i that Tech doesn't play well as a favorite. Like that, that's not a secret to anyone anymore. Like that Brink Key, he's been able to to get his guys up when they're three touchdown underdogs going back to last year when they played Pitt, beat North Carolina. You know, they covered against Georgia, played them tough at the end of the year. This year they upset Miami last week as 20-point underdogs. But okay, go back to last year. They were favored at home against a terrible Virginia team. They lost by a touchdown. Favored at home against a five-win Miami team that only won five games, and they got beat by three touchdowns. Like I know Zach Pyron got hurt in that game, but they still lost by three touchdowns. This year, um, they were favored against South Carolina State. They won. They didn't cover, but like that—that that was a huge spread. It's hard to cover those those spreads anyway. Um, three touchdown favorites against Bowling Green. You lost outright. You're five. Well, I think the line closed at four and a half, five-point favorites, and and they lost and. Three of your losses as favorites are by double digits, and a lot of it's because you're turning the ball over like that. Key hasn't been able to figure out how to get his team to play well as a favorite, and I, I did ask him about that in the post game, and like, is there anything he can put his finger on that can explain that discrepancy? Because it's kind of like it, it's kind of large. Like when Tech's an underdog, especially by multiple scores, they they generally play pretty well. I think the only time. And this is just off the top of my head, so I could be wrong here. The only time they have failed to at least cover a big spread or make one competitive was last year against Florida State. Like, that game wasn't competitive at all. But generally when the spreads have been pretty big, he covers and they play really hard. And then when they're favorites, they come out and they didn't play, like, terrible for four quarters, but, like, the fourth quarter was bad enough to where it was just – it dampered a lot of things, so – um, he said he couldn't really put his finger on it. They just had to play more consistently, which is what you would expect the head coach would say. And, look, I, I just think they might be favored in one more game this year. Like, I, I don't even know that. Like, they might be favored on the road at Virginia. I don't know. Like, Virginia's pretty terrible, but it is on the road. And, like, I could see Tech being a slight dog in that one. 
I think they're going to be underdogs at home against Syracuse, to be honest with you. Like, at Syracuse is four and three, but their three losses are to Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson, three really good teams. And then um, they're going to be at minimum two touchdown underdogs against Carolina and Clemson, and they're probably going to be somewhat around four touchdown underdogs against Georgia. So just just tough. Like, it, it's just – there's a lot of just the defense um, – I'll touch on that, that just real quick again. One point I made post game was like I, I I think it's clear that Andrew Thacker's not the only problem. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been demoted or, or anything, but like this defense is still bad, no matter who's calling it. Like they they were lucky to force Turner. Like I'm I'm not maybe lucky is the wrong word, but like I'm not trying to take anything away from the performance against Miami. Like they were able to force turnovers, they were able to force some bad decisions from Tyler Van Dyke and get some red zone stops, but like none of that was ever was anywhere today. I mean, aside from the Amari Harvey play um, interception, I, I think Jalen King had a tackle on a reverse, like third and six, and they tried running a reverse, and he made a good tackle. Those are the only two plays that stand out at, at, at all to me. Like that, that's um, – the front seven is, is just not playing very well. It's it's You look at the numbers, and they're among the worst in the country. And, you know, at some point, then you are what your numbers say you are. So um, it's – I don't. I don't know that the defense is going to get a whole lot better throughout the year. Like you, you also are facing some really good offenses the rest of the way. Virginia is the only one I would say is legitimately bad. Uh, Syracuse is banged up, but they they do have an identity. And Garrett Schrader can run around. He's not as good of a runner as Castellanos is, but he, he's a good player. And then you face two, I mean, elite offenses in North Carolina and Georgia. So. We'll see what they do next week. It's homecoming next week. The ACC hasn't announced a time for the game as far as I know. Like, I know it was put on a six-day hold last week, so we'll, we'll see what time they play that game. Could be noon, could be 3.30, could be it could be 8 o'clock if uh, assuming North Carolina beats Virginia tonight. They'll remain undefeated and should be in the top ten. Um, that Tech should be playing a top ten opponent next week, uh, assuming like Alabama or somebody doesn't jump North Carolina, which is possible. Um, so – yeah, it's three and four is not where you want to be. Uh, bowl game appears unlikely, um, and it was just a. It's hard to really pinpoint some, some things that went well today. You know, it was kind of it looked like a funky game right from the start when Haynes King threw that pick six. That was kind of that. That was one of the weirder interceptions I've saw. Like it just you know tip your cap to the Boston College defender, but um, just a funky game. And it looked like I, going into the fourth quarter, you know, it looked like I mean Tech did have an edge, like they were up, but. And a, a horrendous fourth quarter, arguably maybe the worst quarter they played all season. Like I'd have to go back and really think about that. But just in terms of a single quarter, I don't know that they played one just that terrible all season. So um, I hope everybody can come out next week against North Carolina. Field stands up for homecoming. But um, yeah, I'll, I will be back next week to to give a full preview breakdown of that game. Again, I know it's not easy for anybody to listen to a a instant reaction podcast of when their team loses, especially like this. But if you do, it it, it is appreciated. And I and I again I appreciate it. I'm just repeating myself at this point, but I appreciate it. Um so again if you like it on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell whenever I put new content up. Um listen on podcast, uh just leave leave a review, one star, three star, five stars. Doesn't matter to me. Just just you know give me feedback. Give me something to go off of and let, let me know how I can make the show better. But um, that's going to do it for me. 
Um, be sure to check out any content at allyellowjackets.com. It, that, that is also appreciated, and I will see you guys next week.